And look, look, I'm not going to get my honorary doctorate in, you know, words, you know, because that's the term. If I'm just, you know, going to use the same old, you know, kittle and shittle jokes, I've got to go for something fresh. <laughs> well, it seems that the thesaurus that I've got you for Christmas will be both terrible and terrible then. <laughs> no need for it, mate. Burn that shit. It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzer. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in, like, an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. Well, g'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host. My name's Matty C. I am not just the host of this show, but I'm also the commissioner of the Astros Fantasy Football League. Of course, Astros, formerly an American football team here in Canberra. We don't play anymore. We haven't played for donkeys, but this league has been living on. We're in the 12th season of this league. Everyone in this league is either a former player or one step away from, sort of related somehow to the Astros family. So that is how this show comes to be and how this league happens to be. You're actually jumping in here in a part two of our week 12 preview show. So hit rewind, go back, find part one. It will be wherever you found this episode and you can get it everywhere you get podcasts. You can also find us everywhere on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast, Twitter at Astro League Pod, and of course through the email where we're going to feature some listener mail later in this episode, Podcast at gmail.com. Now part one, we went through plenty. There was a little bit of news at the top and then we do a nice big preview, a bit of a thing about what gets our goats from the week before. And then also... We go through the goober and the super. Now, that is the people who had the lowest and the highest scores versus what we predicted from the week before. Go and get all that. That will set the table nicely for lots of things that happen in this episode. Because in this one, we're going to go through all of our starts of the week, how that went for last week. I'm not looking forward to doing that. It was not a good week for me. And then we're also going to go ahead and project starts of the week for week 12 as well. This is something we only do every month. We go back and talk about all our buy low and sell high players from last month. We picked them all around about week eight. Now we're about week 12. We're going to review those guys and pick a bunch of new ones just to give you some players for that last push at the end of the fantasy season. Now, for everybody in our league, the trade deadline for every player in the league comes up now as each player locks for their games. So all the Thanksgiving Day guys, likely that you will have to have had your move by the time you hear this with those guys in those six teams because Thanksgiving Day is on the Thursday in the US. It's Friday here. This show publishes on Friday. So chances are those six teams all locked up. Every other team still fair game until their players lock for their games. And the two teams on by, you can move them around until the end of the games on the Monday night football game. So that is all the procedural stuff. Let's get back into this thing because Taylor and I are about to go through and do our recap at the start of the week. Let's get this sucker rolling. 
How about that dirtbag Ken is selling me a lemon last week? Anyone want a cheap tight end? I love that you've got billionaire problems in a world where everyone else has just got millionaire problems. It's so funny. Mahomes versus Tannehill will leave Adam feeling like he sat his ass on a burning grill. While Marky Mark's stuff is a Jalen Waddle. Man, he's going to need them to score a full throttle. Kittle needs to stop being so shittle and take down fans <laughs> so he has less poo in his pants. I've been looking forward to doing this segment all night. Uh, <laughs> the starts of the week. Um, I would really love to recap my starts of the week uh, because I've got this favourite little song. I've actually put it on my iTunes so I can listen to it to get myself really used to hearing it a lot. That wrong, 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 wrong. Because um, I'm going to hear that a <laughs> lot for the well. rest of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to suck balls. Uh, do you want to talk about your starts of the week so I don't have to cry into my cup too soon? Yeah, sure, mate. I won't go too too far into it anyway. Like, I, I didn't exactly have a phenomenal week myself. I, I thought that uh, I basically got the floor uh, of Matt Jones and Jacoby Myers. It, it was the exact game that when I did the starts of the week, I was worried about. I said I had this worry that the Atlanta just wasn't going to keep up. They were going to score dick all, and it was going to be a complete game-managed uh, game from Mac, and he wouldn't have to throw too much. And it's exactly what happened. And he, he, the only time he looked like confident and it out, he threw a pick. So it just wasn't a great game yeah. for Mac. 25 nil. The, the New England defense was actually the winner of the day. Well, they were the only one who scored more than like 12 points or something on the day. Uh, so it was, it was a pretty shitty game to actually have two starts of the weekend. So I think I got, I can't remember the numbers exactly. It was a nine points out of Mac in five and a half or something out of Jacoby. But um, my All winner right, of the yeah. week, and I was actually really happy with this because of everything that I did in terms of taking him over AJ Dillon. Like we had the talk. You said you'd be okay with me doing it, but I went, you know what? I'd feel a lot better if I went yep. someone like Gaskin because I felt like Gaskin sort of fit the criteria of what we're doing here with the starts of the week a bit better. Um, yep. And and he was just, you know, wanted to do an ass blast him. And that's just what he did. And um, I've said that pretty much any warm or cold body um, could actually beat the Jets and score on them. And that's what happened. He, uh, yeah. He's got a, he still didn't have the best uh, yards per carry, which he never does. Uh, but against the Jets, it just doesn't matter. And you seem to be able to find a way over the, over the, uh, into the end zone. So, yeah, I took him and he scored, what, 18 points or something like that. And it really bolstered my week. So, yeah. Taylor nailed. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was a good week, man. Good week. So you wind up with, for a second week in a row, this is the uh, universal constant was, okay, so if you win last week, you lose this week. And uh, I've managed to find a way to completely undo that uh, by starting Tannehill, who scored 10. <laughs> and after, after that Thursday night game, I'm like, mate, I've got wiggle room now. Tannehill can't possibly yep. be that bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he scored 10.22 in a week where here I was gloating about having this great head start over um, you know, Mac Jones throwing up a 9.3. Turns out Ryan Tannehill, not even one point better than that. I don't actually even know how he scored 10. He played horribly. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And then my other two starts of the week, Elijah Mitchell doesn't go. Um, we talked about I had Clyde edwards Alaire as my alternate. But, you know, I, I think we really do. And you made this point too. We, when we make the caller who we're going to play, We've got enough information to decide and we've got enough of a, 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 a range of players to choose from that. If we choose someone who's questionable and they go, you just got to eat the zero. I'm pretty yep. comfortable eating the zero on that because, um, man, it was completely going to benefit me if, uh, if Elijah Mitchell went. Man, he didn't. So I ate a zero for that. 
And uh, Sterling Shepard was my alternate anyway behind Jacoby Myers. So it's not like I was, you know, pinning a lot of hope on Sterling Shepard because he was already my second choice. But I was disappointed when he didn't go. He was unlikely to be having a great matchup the way that went. Uh, but I did have much more hope for him if it was going to be a situation where all of the Giants guys were going to be on the field at the same time. I heard this stat thanks to Steve Levy, who got his voice wants my dreams. I really hate his voice <laughs> oh, on, on the broadcast. But he um, he was saying, I think it's 81 total snaps this year that three receivers and Evan Ingram have all been on the field at the same time. 81 snaps yep. in 11 weeks. So uh, it just hasn't been the New York Giants year. But I, I go ahead and put up a compelling... 10.2 from Ryan Tannehill and then two did not plays for a grand total of 10.2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Woo, I think that's a new low score. After setting a new high score just two weeks ago, uh, I've got a new low score. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks for you. <laughs> you covered two DMPs. And the week before that, didn't you get like five or something in your total three? So it's uh, hasn't hasn't been yeah. the hardest job for me to, uh, to 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 get those couple of wins. But the way that things normally go is you're due for an absolute monster of performance. So we'll wait and see. I wouldn't mind uh, getting some stock in whoever you pick this week. But um, yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Happy to, well, happy you're, to go you're first. And and happy to be the person who goes first, even because now I've. Uh, you know, broke the curse. Let's hope um, I don't have that, you know, sitting on my shoulders. So, quarterback, my quarterback start of the week. Quarterback oh, I'm 30, ready for this. 38 on the air. It's booty tootin' Cam Newt up against oh. Miami, who are 28 oh. against opposing quarterbacks. Um, That's cool. I actually picked I picked Newton up in Sizzle and Quinney's league, uh, and that is very, very aimed at rushing quarterbacks, as in like he gets six points for rushing touchdown and only four for passing. Um, uh-huh, so yep. he, I feel like he's a really, really good pickup for that league, and it's two quarterbacks. Um, so I actually thought that was a really, really decent pickup there. I still think he's very uh, relevant in Astro and basically any scoring really because – Look, he doesn't have the best arm. I get that. But with CMC there, I just think the, the offense is going to move enough. Um, just compared to what you were seeing out of Darnold in those last few weeks, it has to be an upgrade. Um, and he came out through two um, two touchdowns of his arm and then ran in a 21-yard touchdown, I think it was, too. And so he looked, oh. he looked very good considering it was his first proper start with this team. I think he's only going to get better. Um, and like I said, up against the – I know Miami's it's, it's probably a bit skewed there because they have been a lot better in the last two or three weeks. So the 28th is over an entire season and they were just horse shit for so long. Yeah, they um, were. It's starting to look a bit better. So it's not so much matchup based. Um, I just think Cam's starting to look, look um, pretty decent behind the centre there. Uh, and with his rushing baseline, um, it's more enough to make him my start of the week. And here I thought I was being bold. The two guys I picked were 22 and 32 at quarterback <laughs> on the season. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I've di- I've dived deep into the, the old Phillip Rivers sack here. And I, I shouldn't because I've had severe touch-ups the last two weeks. So I should be really going safe as houses. But uh, it's nice to know that I actually have. And you've taken the big risk. With the yeah, why not, mate? Let's do it. <laughs> so my safe, uh, the, the guy I went with as my primary is the 32, and I've left the 22 on the cutting room floor. Um, so the 32 is Tyrod Taylor, who you've already hey. put some stock in. Hey. <laughs> and, I mean, let's get a little crazy here. He's not a star, and he's not even interesting. But you know what? He runs. 
and passes. So that's twice as many ways to find points. And this guy is free. If you're a Mahomes owner, a Kyler owner, or you maybe just had the Mac Jones experience, get your mitts on Tyrod because the Jets' defense is too good to pass up. Well, well I hope you go well. Um, he's part of the vinegar strokes now. So, um, yeah, I, I look, if I have to take a loss and start to the week because he goes ham, um, it's definitely going to help me in my matchup. So, yeah, I'll be uh, waking up hoping Tyrod has a big one. And, um, I mean, I saw yeah, you taking Tyrod too. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Hands on heads. <laughs> so mad. Okay, who's your running back? So, this a bit of foreskinning here. This guy's going to come up a couple of times <laughs> in the next few segments. Um, and it's someone who I absolutely tore shreds off before the season even started. <laughs> and so this is why uh, this is why it really gets interesting here because it's not a backflip at all. Like everything I said in the start of the season has been correct. Um, and that's why he's at running back 49 right now. Um, but I've I've done some some digging like I normally do, and I'm taking Miles Sanders, um, who's up wow. against the Giants, who are 28th at stopping the run. So some reasons here. Oh, I've got no reasons. No, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> so for starters, Jordan Howard being out, I think actually matters. I just think Jordan Howard was yeah. definitely being used as the goal line back. And so you don't have to worry about that so much anymore. You've obviously got Gainwell behind him who has just been completely put to rest. I don't know exactly why, and I don't know if I'm ever going to know why. I don't know how the guy actually went backwards in the TEF chart as soon as Miles Sanders went down, but he did. So it's really left with Miles Sanders so and Austin Scott. So the, less, the, the more crap you can actually cut through in that backfield, the better, because you know the, if the Eagles have really anyone, they're going to use them. That's just how the boy's done it. I think Miles Sanders, I've sort of changed my tune. I do think he is the best back they have. Not by miles. <laughs> not by miles. Oh, not by Sanders. miles. Damn. <laughs> but I just think he is. And he actually looked pretty decent last week against one of the better rushing defenses in the Saints last week in his first game back. And I just think he, he can stay healthy. I think he actually has a decent run in him later in the year. I've... um. Like I said, I've got another segment I'm going to bring him up in later and I'll delve into Ooh. what sort of matchups he has later in the year too. Um, but even just you're looking at for this start of the week segment up against the Giants, I think they are going to run a lot. I think both teams in this game are going to run a lot because I think both teams are worse at stopping the run than they are the pass. So it's just going to be one of those games. I can see Sanders, look, he's going to get spelled by Scott. He is. That's just how it is. And especially coming off an injury, why wouldn't he? But I just think if he gets enough carries, you know, in that 13 to 15 range, we didn't really get a chance to see him run at all earlier in the year because a lot of the game scripts were just calling for them not to run at all. Um, I just think we could see a bit out of him and he might be a bit of a roughie um, that I'm looking at. Wow. Gosh, I'm glad you're getting really bold. He was my alternate because I had somebody who I liked just that little bit more. And we've sung this song before. I actually have a love affair with hating this guy's keeper. Now, the buys are all done and we can put Melvin Gordon in the only for special occasions pile, right? And we can start to use this wonderful player who looks like a better runner every time I see him, right? Of course, it's Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon has been... (laughs) pissing me off this month since he was my sell high and it's at Javante's expense. This guy was only started in 30% of leagues coming off their bye week 
But right before the trade deadline, this is got to be your last chance to get an ex- to own anything in this exclusive postcode that Javante Williams owns. Um, man, it makes me so so sick um, to think that if you took Javante, I was going to have to go with Miles Sanders. So I'm so fucking glad you took Miles Sanders <laughs> off me. <laughs> I think I've used Javante already, and I completely agree. He's got an awesome matchup against the Chargers. I even looked at Gordon, and I just thought it'd just open up a can of worms on here. Um, <laughs> I just I. I really think they are going to go to Javante at some stage at the back end of this year. Um, Why not straight after a bye? Um, Yeah, I I like the pick. I just think it's a great matchup, so they could both feast anyway. So um, the the Chargers are, like, ridiculously good at stopping wide receivers, so it would be really stupid for Denver not to run the ball a lot. So, yeah, I like the pick. I can't stop a wet fart through the middle, so Javante, better than a wet fart. Problem is, Melvin Gordon... If he's in the realm of as good as a wet fart, it's going to continue to fucking run the ball. Ah, ticks me off. Anyway, I'm bringing up two guys for my wide receiver. I've I've been talking to you on the side. I'm really struggling to split these two, and I'm going to bring this, them both. Yeah. I'm going to bring them both up and pretty much do a live <laughs> decision. I don't know if either oh, of them are going to you be did say it was going to be game list. time. You said you said, yeah. man, I'm going to I'm going to be working this one out when we go go to air. Now, both guys. Uh, players that I've had in my team at one stage in Astro. I've brought them both up as late-season sleepers. Both are just inside the top 35, purely based off their last handful of games. And both um, are very talented wideouts and I believe the best wide receivers on their team. Can we just pick two this week, Mandy C? No, I was joking. (laughs) Man, who's the referee for this segment? It's uh, the super fan, right? That's it. So I have to say, as a super fan, I'll allow it. I mean, bring them up. Let's, let's talk about them because I've got two, I've got an alternate and a and a primary as well. So and, and it doesn't sound like even with these two, you're touching either of my two. So this could be on. We could be on for a fourfer. So wide receiver thirty five is Elijah Moore. Um, he's up against the Texans, wow. or twenty third against the opposing wideouts. It's NBA Jam rules of this guy, and he's on fire. <laughs> 11.9, and 26.6 in his last four games for an average of 16.4 fantasy points per game. The other guy is Darnell Mooney, wide receiver 28, coming up against the Detroit Lions. With the COVID issues around the Jets quarterbacks, I'm going to take Mooney because I've got risk either way because Mooney's got a questionable tag. But from everything I'm seeing, it's the same, like, you know, sort of issue he's had the last couple of weeks and he's still played. So I'm thinking that they just got him as questionable because of the short week and they just are probably going to ease him into the game. Um, So I'm going to take the risk because if he doesn't play, I'm taking DMP. But I'm 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 going (laughs) to stick with Mooney. Um, If they were both completely healthy, um, I would I would be still go, I'd be going Mooney. So I just thought I'd take the guy I've got a bit more trust in. My I've got worries about Zach Wilson coming straight in and what he's going to do. Yeah. With Elijah Moore. He didn't do much of him early in the year, but obviously you know Elijah Moore being a rookie, and um, that could have just been a situation where you know you get the rookie treatment. You, you often don't start. <laughs> Most players aren't Jamar Chase. Um, so <laughs> Zach Wilson's been giving the rookie dominate. treatment. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I don't know. I'm just not sure about the connection he'd have with Zach Wilson over the other two. So I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney just because, you know, Alan Robinson, 
you know, like you said, Milk Carton. The guy is is injured anyway. Well, I and think even he's if, dead. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, we'll just bury him. So, um, and you know, yeah. you know, piddled, piddled on his ashes. So, um, <laughs> I I just have to go, Mooney. I just I've, I've liked this guy the whole year. I brought him up in the preseason. Um, I've I've got him. I've had him on a lot of my teams. Um, you know, obviously the Bears' offense sort of hinders him, hinders him sometimes. I mean, most of the time. Um, and he gets balls sailed over his head, but it was really nice to see him catch a screen pass and run up for 60 yards because yeah, if they can get it? a bit more of that going, um, that's not going to be his quarterback dependent. You know, they, all he's got to do is just throw it about five yeah. yards, which you even know, Andy Dalton's not that fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I really like Mooney. I think he's the most talented guy they have. And if they want to really break off some plays and do anything on offense, they're going to manufacture his uh, stuff for him. So, yeah, I'm going to take down, uh, down on Mooney. Wow, he'll be eating their ass with a spoonie, and uh, I, I yep. love it, love it. The guys I'm picking, they're not as generous as 35 and 28 in wide receiver. Uh, my choice is between 47 and 79. You're going to love this because I went with the 79 guy. Have you suffered a head injury? This is becoming my catchphrase. But Muddy, <laughs> lick my balls and serve me a milkshake. Green Bay are starting to look like Green Bay again. So let's just go load up on guys that Aaron Rodgers passes to. That sounds too simple. It's Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, he's 70, MVS, baby. <laughs> he's, he's 79 on the season. And do you know why? It's not because he's questionable with health. It's because his ability to catch a ball has been questionable over time. But he's been better <laughs> lately, okay? Did you see that touchdown against the, the Vikings where he just, it was like a 25-yarder over the middle and he just legged at the remaining 50. One play drive. Boom! Fucking take that, Vikings. It was so good. Yeah, look, his ability to catch has been a little dicey over time. But, gee, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's starting to catch more balls. His drop rate's going down, and Aaron's looking for him a bit more. And now he gets to blow by some Rams, and they looked all kinds of disheveled before their bye. He doesn't draw Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. The volume in this offense alone makes me feel okay about the start since it turns out the Rams are also just a middling secondary. My alternate just in case you're playing at home, Miss T. Higgins against a diminished as ass Pittsburgh secondary. I think he would have been a good go if by some fucking amazing coinkidinky, you managed to take MVS as well, which I was pretty sure you won't. It's funny because uh, I was just having a chat with a massive Packers fan um, in one of my leagues and uh, I just took MVS off the waivers in one of my leagues. <laughs> um, really? So I just paid about, paid about 40% of did. my fab. Paid about 40 of my fab in a thousand fab league. So um, I'm, I've got like – I'm Chiefs – Chiefsed up in that league as well. I've got Kelsey and Tyreek, <laughs> so I've got a real tough league, and I have absolutely no running backs. So, like my team, I'm nine and two in that league too. So it's such a Damn. weird situation where I've actually had like five of my starters are out for this week. So I thought MVS would actually be a pretty decent flex, um, and yeah, I just think it's a really good situation for him. So I really like that pick. Whew. Okay, so that was that was our start to the week preview. Uh, that, well, that's a great little segment. I love that we've done this for, you know, since about week six when we kicked it off. So you got Cam and Miles Sanders and a toss-up between Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney, but we've sided with Darnell Mooney and they're going head-to-head with Tyrod Taylor, Javante Williams and MVS, baby! Woo! Let's go. What's this space? 
Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys Podcast, and you are listening to the Astro League Podcast. These Aussies know NFL fantasy football. Problem is, we're actually so prepared for this show sometimes that it's to our detriment, and it showed up right there. So there's a lesson, mate. Don't prepare. Uh, we've, got, we've got money coming out of a you-know-what. Okay, cool, cool. Well, let's just wing it. I mean, because that's how we do it on this podcast. We just wing it. We're, we're number one all over the world, this podcast. Mate, we do this once a month, and generally, I feel pretty good about who I put up, and then about a month later, I'm racked with regrets about a bunch of them. Uh, how, how did you feel about the buy low and sell highs from a month ago? Yeah, well, speaking to you of it earlier, I felt like I almost forgot who I actually had. I had to go through yeah. and have a look. There was a couple there that I did on air trades with um, last time when we did it about a month ago. Um, and then I just had to sort of have a recap myself who I actually had. And I took a look and my um, sell high, yeah, my sell high um, yeah. was actually really, um, really impressive. I've had a look. So I'll, I'll yeah. go for the results um, yeah. for the sell highs first. We both took Colton Sutton, who has plummeted. Uh, he's now wide receiver 32, which is about 16 spots lower than what he was when he told people to sell. So that's a big win. Yeah. Taylor nailed. He averaged 4.1 points a week through that stretch. And I know yes. one week was the buy, but that's why I divided his score by three instead of four. Yeah. Because I'm Pretty good fair at though, if, if a player has a buy coming up, especially in this next section, because you know a lot of teams have had their buy already, I feel like that comes into play. Like, if, mm. especially if you're trying to, um, you know, get yourself into the playoffs or something, like, you know, turfing someone who has some bad matchups or even has a buy, uh, that definitely, you know, is relevant here. Um, yeah. So, I also took DJ Moore, uh, who was in the top 10 when I told people to sell, uh, which I did on the spot in the Astro League. Uh, he's now wide receiver 18, and the Carolina offense hasn't looked great at all. So, I'll call that another no. win. Taylor Nails. Now, he had one decent little week this weekend where he had a touchdown, thanks to Cam returning. But prior to that, six, four, seven, I think that's exactly what you were saying is you can't trust this guy. He goes up and throws a six, four, and a seven. So, yeah, perfect, perfect work right there. Well done, mate. Have a a cuppa. And when he's touched down, he had like 40 yards or something. Like, again, it's the ceiling he doesn't have anymore. Like, even when he goes out and gets a touchdown early in the game, he ends up 40 yards. Like, it's, you know, he doesn't have that 2025 ceiling like he had earlier in the year. So, I also took Hollywood. Now, this was a bit... This has a bit of a luck aspect to it. Um, he was a top six wide receiver when I told people to sell, and now he's wide receiver 13. Uh, there's been an injury effect that's mixed in um, with an off game, a good game, um, and then a buy. So, look, who's, um, we, we, ne- we can never tell who gets injuries. So, all I can nope. do is take the wins and accept the losses because no one knows what's going to happen. Taylor Nailed. And I'm going to play the Taylor Nailed on all three of those because I thought that was really impressive. And uh, we're not going to hear such positive news out of my cell highs. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, some positives somewhere. <laughs> but, mate, I've got a case to make with you about one of my cell highs because I had the balls. The balls. I was man enough to take a quarterback and I took Jalen Hurts. And uh, while he was quarterback six at the time I took him, and if you looked it up now, he would be around about the same. Um, you might think that that is, in fact, a loss. 
he is one of the very rare players now who hasn't had their buy. So he's kind of got a game up on everyone in the same vicinity. And while he went out and just racked up a 27.7 where he had to rush for three touchdowns this week uh, to get that score, his previous week, so a 21, which you call kind of a good to average week, 17 and 11. I feel like he was doing the right things until he had this freakish 27 point. I had to rush it in and was one of the few who didn't have a buy in that period. Um, I'm willing to accept that that's probably a loss. I just kind of feel like, oh, that's just such a bad beat. Everything was going so right. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I agree. Um, Look, I I don't think you can take a win, put it that way, and that's the problem with this segment. Some of the games he put up just after you told us sell weren't great. Um, He finds a way to get in the top 12 every single week. I think he's missed the top 12 once all season. Yeah, look, last week he just showed the the rushing baseline that he has really, like putting, you know, the three rushing touchdowns together. You know, you were worried about his arm. There's nothing actually really changed too much that says that his arm's gotten heats better. I think it's got a little bit better, like I mentioned with Devontae Smith, but it's it's not it's never gonna be a huge part of his game. It's always gonna be his legs. So all he's done is he stopped trying to throw it to dickheads like Rager, Greg Ward, Travis Wilder, whoever the other fucking window lickers there are. Does anyone even know Quez Watkins? That's not even a name. I don't think that guy exists. I think someone in the stats booth just making up names. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's all he's done. He stopped throwing it to apparitions that don't exist, and he's actually started throwing it to a Heisman-winning excellent receiver. Oh, funny about that. That's actually a really good idea. Uh, some, write this down. Why don't we get some of the good quarterbacks in the league to start copying this? He's a quarterback five, but if you had sold him when you told anyone to, you wouldn't be hating yourself for doing it. Like that's what's that's what's funny. Like I would like to call this like a wash for you, but I guess with yeah, the way we put it, it's either it's either a real like because you want to get something out of it. Like whereas it sort of just became even, so I guess it has to be a loss. But it's not a loss by like the same as what Kenny Gamewell is going to be for me later. Sorry for the fourth. You know. <laughs> Stoke up the wrong wrongs. Go on, stoke it up. Wrong, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. My next guy was Melvin Gordon, by the way, who the minute I told you to sell him, goes and throws up 17, 16, 8.8. That's a bit more like what I'm talking about. And then as his buy, so he combines for 43 points in three games. That's 14 points a week. I don't think if I can tell you to go and get David Montgomery as a buy low, that, um, you know, Melvin Gordon, who averages the same points over a month stretch, can be an effective sell high. So um, I'm definitely eating a big old sandwich of Mike Davis cock on a, on a sad old plastic plate for that one. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but mate, Didn't get a hard I fucking nailed the with shit water. out of Cortland Sutton. Fuck yeah, I'm going to do a victory lap on this bad boy. Cortland Sutton. Man, if I have another kid, I'm going to name it Cortland right there. (laughs) I like how both times we've done this, we've we've both had like one together and we both nailed it. First time was Grok. And even though it was all because of injury, we didn't give a shit. We just victory lapped everywhere. Mate, if he didn't play, that's his problem. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's not a Matty C problem now. All right, well, take us through your bylaws now that I've just eaten uh, t- two old wrong wrongs and a big old success <laughs> gong at the end there. I'm pretty happy with the victory lap at the end. Yeah! 
So um, Keenan Allen was one I was very pumped about. Um, I also made a trade for him and Astro at the same time. Obviously, yeah. the same yeah. trade where I sent DJ Moore. Uh, Keenan Allen is now wide receiver 17, where he was late 20s when I bought him. So I'm definitely considering this. No, he was 33. This he was 33, 33 when you bought him. Yeah. yeah. nailed. I just thought that was absurd that he was that far down. And, yeah, I knew you wouldn't remember it right, so I wrote it down. 33. That is it's insane. So, no, well done. Very well done. And it's cool. It's, he hasn't done it touchdowns either. It's just been, like, you know, hyper targets. Um, I think he's had at least 10 or something every single week since I bought him. Um, just sitting around those 14 to 18 sort of fantasy points, which is exactly what you want. And it's just just ballooned him up because he has the upside of getting touchdowns as well. Obviously, it was Justin Herbert there, but you just – You've got trust in Herbert and the fact that he's what I still believe to be the one. And I made that huge call that Keenan Allen was going to end up in front of uh, Williams. And if that happens, I'll be giving myself a huge pat on the back because that was incredibly bold at the time. Williams was, what, three or four or something at the time and Keenan Allen was 33. 33. Um, And now now it's 12 and 17, I think it is. So uh, it's definitely – the cap is definitely closing. And check out these weeks, though, since you said, oh, go buy him, 16.7, 17.4, oh, 13.8. That's a low watermark. Oh. And then another 16 this week. So he's been money, yeah. money, 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 money. Very consistent. Um, so does, that's pretty much the end of um, my good ones. So we'll just move on. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm ready for you to get rinsed here. Here we go. <laughs> this one is a complete rinsing. Um the next one, the one after that definitely is. Uh, Tour is a weird one. He's actually looked good when he's played, but he had a late injury pull out in one game. Uh, he went up a little bit in rankings since I said to buy, but nothing of real significance. So sort of like with you of Hurts in terms of like when yeah. I told to buy. Um, he hasn't really done anything to, to hurt that, but he hasn't really done anything of real significance that I was looking for either. So again, I don't call it as a win. <laughs> Taylor failed. That's dumb about Tua. He scored 13, missed that week randomly, scored 11 when he came in at like half time, and then what did he go and do this week? Something impressive like 14. Like just, they're not fun scores. Like, and, and oh, he's improved a bit. Well, it's because he was starting at 28, and pretty much all you have to do is be alive long enough and you'll score points to maintain a like late 20s fantasy. It's, uh, I know what you mean. Like, you're saying, Buy the guy low, he'll improve. He improved. Mm, I, yeah, I agree with you. I just don't know that he improved enough to say, well, you won. Eh, he's still extraordinarily disappointing for what you're hoping for. I mean, I think the shoots are there. And, you know, if in the next four weeks he plays better than that, and you go, well, see, I told you there was upside there. But uh, just for the window we're working with, I think, um, sadly, man, yeah, that's, that really sucks. He got, he got 21.5 last week, so it wasn't too bad. And the problem was I actually mentioned it at the time. He was playing Buffalo the week after I said it, and I said to wait after that. And then the yeah. game that I was really targeting for him was the Texans, and that's when he pulled out late. So that's, that was actually pretty hard because then he comes up against Baltimore, and then, then when he gets the extra good matchup against the Jets, he puts up a pretty decent score. So in the end, it wasn't a horrendous <laughs> one, but it, yeah, it just wasn't one that worked out. Um, Time to get the violins out for this one, right? Yeah, this is the yeah. Real howler, Not the right? violins behind this one. Uh, the complete miss of my picks. 
the shithouse sounds of Kenny G. Someone <laughs> must have dropped a turd in his saxophone. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell with Miles Sanders going on IR was meant to take over and somehow actually fell down the depth chart, as mentioned earlier, which makes absolutely no sense. Somehow Jordan Howard and Boston Scott jumped in. Confusing, and I'll take this one on the chin. Taylor failed. I don't want to know what his ranking is at the moment, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I did not look. I don't want to know. <laughs> 2.7, 6.3, 1.9. And then a healthy scratch. <laughs> I'm just kind of wondering whether he was left alone with Mrs. Siriani and he kind of got into some mischief. I just don't yeah, know. He snuck just, one in, I think. Just <laughs> throws one in. Um, <laughs> something's going on there. Anyway, Kenny Gainwell is not gaining and it's not well. So let's move on, eh? I yes, won't make please. you sit in that bad feeling too long because that's what friends do. We elevate each other. And I'm going to make you feel immediately better with my quarterback by low. Uh, this is, <laughs> I, I wrote notes on this one. My by low quarterback is the quarterback who shall not be named. If ever I mention this name again, I will censor it. We will say dick, ass, fuck, AIDS, all sorts of shit on the show, but you will not hear me mention Atlanta's quarterback by name ever again. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> That's how well my by low went. Um, just, this nameless quarterback. <laughs> up a five the week I said to go buy him. Thanks, mate. The next week, no one's got any confidence. He throws up a 31. Only quarterback number three in the universe that week. And then since then, he hasn't even registered as much as a zero. That's it. He's been below zero for the rest of the fortnight with a negative 1.3 and a negative 1.8. I refuse to mention this guy by name. I refuse to acknowledge his existence as a human being anymore. And I'm taking away his credentials. Yeah, well, you're starting to, starting to get that... Uh feeling that I had um, when he went to Green Bay last year and just destroyed my soul. And then uh, the whole shit jokes <laughs> with him, that's when it began. That's when it blew. That was the origin moment. And, uh, you know, I've really tried hard to continue to believe in this guy because he shares the name of the goalkeeper of the Australian soccer team, Matt Ryan. Yes. And I love Matt Ryan, the soccer goalkeeper. And I just kind of thought maybe some of that magic could transfer on. But, gee, People talk about the quarterback cliff sometimes with some of these older guys. Have we actually maybe just seen it? Have we just – if Matt Ryan never played another interestingly good game again for the rest of the season, would it shock you? And might that just be the end of him? We thought we saw it at the start of the year. Then he had a bit of a renaissance when he sort of had all <laughs> of his receivers there. Like, he, you know, Ridley was starting to look okay. You know, the whole quarter barrel Patterson thing had sort of broken out. Um, you've obviously got Kyle Pitts there. I think if he had all three of them there at once and he was playing like this, I would be 100% ready to bury him. But I'm probably at like 88% right now bury him. <laughs> like he's, I'm, I'm pretty certain he is done. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing him with a completely healthy sort of, you know, which at the moment with the injuries around the NFL, it's pretty much impossible for anyone to have their full complement of receivers at the moment anyway. So yeah, it's, it's probably man. giving him too much credit. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he's definitely, you know, if he hasn't fallen off the cliff, he's hanging by a freaking, fucking, you know, pinky nail at the moment. <laughs> 
All right. So after drinking another wrong, 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 I'm off to my running back, which I feel like I'm also going to eat a big wrong, 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 wrong. David Montgomery was still inactive for the first week after I said to go pick him up. And the idea was right. You're never going to get the guy cheaper than when he can't play. He then returned before their bye week to score nine and then had a fairly disappointing sort of seven this week. And I I just don't think that you can say that it was a successful play if his high watermark was nine over a month stretch. So uh, the idea was right. The execution was poor. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, it sucks because he... He actually walked into a way better role than I even thought. Like my only issue with it was because I thought Herbert had actually got built himself a role with how good he looked, and he came, like I think Montgomery had like a ninety five percent snap count or something last week. So it's yeah. definitely got no issue with his uh you know workload or anything like that. It's just yeah. The Bears, you know, sometimes the situations just don't work out for him. So, you know, I actually thought he looked really good in that first game back against Pittsburgh. Um, and, yeah, I, I think you would like having him on your team moving forward. So I don't think there's any issue with your, your advice to buy him. Um, it just hasn't worked out stats-wise so far. But I, I don't think he would be a bad one to look at for the moving forward. Oh, yeah. I almost thought to myself, gee, you could just rinse and repeat and just keep him on there. Yeah. But that's kind of not you the really spirit. Of the uh, the segment, the spirit of the segment is to go and find a new guy to make you feel very sick and cry about. My other buy low guy, you're going to love this, is T Higgins, who, yeah, like, okay, so here's my case on T Higgins. He scores 11, 10.8, has a buy, so there's a week where people are ascending and, and he's not because of no fault of his own. But then, you know, this was the week to just make sure that he did me right and he goes and throws up like a 2.5. A two point. Tyler Boyd was the best receiver in that team last week, which is good for me because he was in my starting lineup. But T Higgins, what happened? So he increases his ranking from 57 to 47, but that's not really what you're after in your buy low candidate. You're looking for a guy who can go from being in flex territory to being a, a legit starter or being outside of the flex territory to being someone who you can really uh, put quite a lot of trust in. And, and I don't know that T Higgins did that. Yeah, 100%, because this 57 was mainly because of injury and he had his bye. So it was purely like, you know, the reason he was that 57 was because of that. So you'd want a pretty significant jump. I, yeah, I've been pretty shocked by what's happened with him. Um, The 10 and the 11, to me, one of them had an absurd amount of targets, I think. And I just thought, here we go. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what I saw in the preseason. 15 targets against the Ravens. That game was just weird from the Bengals. They were just able to run a lot uh, with Mixon. And I think um, even though they won like 32-13, Burrow only had like 180 yards or something like that. It might even be 160. I can't remember, but it was was low 200. Um, So it was a weird game where he didn't have to pass a lot. Um, so I guess I, I could see T Higgins still having a pretty decent finish. Um, but like in terms of the stats he got in the time that you said, yeah, you can't really call it as a win. But again, you know, I've heard some podcasts and stuff say to drop him. I wouldn't be dropping him. Like I, no, I, I would think drop there's, him. there's still definitely uh, brighter days ahead for him. In fact, if uh, Ryan, you're about to drop him, give me a yeah. call. Just <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. So uh, out of all that, I actually only think Cortland Sutton might have been my only good call. So um, I can feel <laughs> much less confidence in myself as a functioning human being. Um, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll go buy Lowe's first. Okay. Um, this, this first, well, two of them are going to be very surprising. <laughs> um, okay. So my first buy low at wide receiver 28 is Darnell Mooney. <laughs> yeah. So like Moore, he's heating up and the days of Alan Robinson taking the targets as a thing of the past has big playability and showed last week that he doesn't have to rely on a good pass. Um, he can just get a screen and take it 60 yards down the field from um, either Fields or Dalton. Um, so that what gives me a lot, lot more confidence in him moving forward. Uh, I just think he's very talented and I can see huge days for him moving forward. Mate, this is terrific because uh, one of my bio candidates is his young plucky receiver called Darnell Mooney. <laughs> who had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, had 31 targets in his last three starts, 44 targets in the entire season before that. So, um, I mean, this coincides nicely with Alan Robinson seeming getting, seemingly getting target cancer and can't get a fucking ball thrown at him at all. Uh, but now he's also eight-tenths dead and not playing. But I also sort of got to thinking maybe he'd started dicking Mrs. Fields as well. So uh, there's a lot going on in the Alan Robinson basket by the look of it. But, yeah, I, uh, my note on this really was that Mooney has legit shown that he can, and he will. And what's best about it, too, is he still gets two dates with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, which is great because their secondary is about to set a new world record for us. So. Great record. Uh, <laughs> so, get him on the R scale. I'll go to my next one that I've already foreskinned. Um, <laughs> so it's Miles Sanders at running back 49. And here's really? one of the main reasons that I also foreskinned already. Um, final schedule, Washington Giants, Washington. I just think that's an enormous opportunity and the hope would be by then that he's voluntarily over the injury that he's coming back from. Uh, and my, I believe that he will be considered the best running back in that situation. I know he's still going to have to share, uh, but I just really think there's an opportunity for him with some really good matchups. Um, Howard, like I said, is injured, so the goal line work should be there. Um, and look, any less players to take away from that share is only better for Sanders. So I think there's an opportunity for him to move up way higher than 49. Wow. Man, you're a braver man than me. I, uh, I really find it hard to buy into Miles Sanders' Uh, he had like five good games two years ago and and it's just not enough for me. Um, so I love seeing someone bold enough to to take something like that because, I don't know, I've been bold enough to take some pretty precarious stances, but for whatever reason, he scares me too much. <laughs> and all you need, go back to preseason, hear my takes on him. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll hear all the other reasons as to why you shouldn't. But like I said, I just I feel like you've got to – play fantasy football and, um, like, you know, stay water and just things can change and, you know, your perceptions on players can change in terms of where people are, you know, he was getting drafted as like a running back 22 and stuff. So I didn't like him there, but I like him as a, as a buy low at, at, at running back 49 and people pretty much yeah. bearing him. So the perception's changed. Yeah, 100%. I, I think that's the beauty of a segment like this because the guy I'm pulling up here, I've also foreskinned the hell out of, He's got so much foreskin, it's like a loose hoodie is um, Javante Williams, which I'm sure you're not going to be surprised at. He's currently running back 29. I'm actually surprised you didn't take him and I'm just copy-pasting your work, really just changing your name at the top of the paper to mine. Maddie Connor wrote this. He's only starting 29% of the leagues because he was coming off his bye. So I assume that number would be high and now people are setting their lineups. But, you know, he's only scoring 8.8 points per week over the course of the season, but he's had more touches in the last four weeks than the previous four. 
And in the more recent batch of four weeks, he had the bye. So that shows me the shift is on. If you're getting more touches in a three-game span than you were in the previous four-game span, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, you don't have to be the most talented person on earth. You just have to be getting opportunity. But if you're both, oh, I'm in. Six goal to go uh, red zone touches in the last two games as well. Says to me he's been unlucky to be getting pilfered so much by Melvin, the fucking magician. His run home. Man, if you don't have a Nick Chubb, I'm going to get you fully erect by the time I finish talking about the rankings of the defenses against running backs in his run home. This week, 24th against running backs. Next week, week 13, 20th against running backs. Week 14, 30th against running backs. Week 15, 27th against running backs. Week 16, 26th against running backs. And championship week, again against the Chargers, 24th against running backs. The the, the best running defense he plays is not even a middling running defense. Fucking stock up. Yep. Um, when I was looking at some of the final schedules and stuff, Denver was one of the best as well. So I I feel like I've almost talked about Javante too much. I think on our couple of pods ago, I brought him up as one to watch as later in the year. There was definitely a question in the mailbag earlier in the year and I, I about the same sort of thing and I brought him up. I think I've talked about Javante being a, like a breakout at the end of the year enough. So I just went <laughs> went elsewhere. You can have him for this one. But I think it's a great pick. You know, I can't talk it down because all I've done is talk about it. So um, I've got a real surprising one. <laughs> this third one. And you actually already tore tricks off the guy. Early. Fucking here we go. Like, he's so irrelevant and you would not even remember doing it like because it would have just sort of come to you on the fly. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Things I've said on the fly are going to be held accountable to. Jesus it's just Christ. one that I've got a real feeling about and there's just a situation that's changed for him. Um, I liked him. I even made a trade for him in our podcast league a few weeks ago because I thought a breakout was happening then, but the situation changed that hurt it. But now that's hap- it's come back. So I'm taking wide receiver 60, LaVisca Chenault of the – have you heard of them? Jackson Jaguar. So No, no, I haven't. I <laughs> know, oh, exactly. Here we go. I didn't think you'd like it, and that's why I did it. Wow. <laughs> so Trolling me with my own team. Deal about his target volume earlier in the year because they were playing him in the slot. That's exactly where he should be. And then a guy named Jamal Agnew came in and they decided that when they lost Shark that they were going to move Chenault out and then play Agnew in the middle. And I think that's completely hurt Chenault. And you can see it in his target numbers. He was getting 10, 7, 7, 10. And then all of a sudden with Agnew, it's four, four, five. Yeah. So Agnew is now out for the season and Chenault goes back to his, well, we assume going back to his um, fantasy friendly position. Obviously, I need to get some clarification from old mate. But if that happens, I can see way better fantasy days moving forward. Does he have a ceiling? No. And you'd probably want to be in full PPR. That's going to help. I actually did pick him up off the waivers in my full PPR league. Uh, playing, I'm not playing him straight away, obviously, but I've, I think there's real potential there moving forward because I think he's going to get targeted a lot more in the slot, and I think they'll be stupid not to put him back there. Um, but again, look, I don't even know if that's 100% happening. I'm just taking a shot on that happening and, you know, changing his for, uh, fantasy uh, forecast. Ooh, that would be tantalizing if that winds up being what happens. 
Uh, I mean, it's bold to want to buy a piece of this offense, especially oh, the time yeah. of year where there's not a lot of incentive to win games. You know, like, no. not saying that they would be seeking to not win, but I can imagine them being competitively not good enough, you know? I just think that wide receiver 60, he's completely buried. And I just think there's a chance that he actually moves forward with some fantasy relevance. All, right, all the best to you on that one. That is a, uh, <laughs> a big stance. I a bold one. <laughs> well, I guess Miles Sanders is probably bold enough. I'm like, oh, I'll just yeah. go into bolder. <laughs> Far out. Okay, so I wasn't that bold. My last guy, I decided I'd go back into the quarterback well and see how much I can embarrass myself. I don't know how this is going to go, but <laughs> bear with me. Bear with me on this one, okay? My buy low is a young, plucky quarterback named Ben Ruffler. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But get a load of these stats from this guy who's got surgically reconstructed pretty much everything in the top half of his body. Times Ben has passed less than 30 attempts in a game this year. Just once. So the volumes there. Opponents Ben has played this year include... Defenses who are number one against quarterback, number 10, number nine, number four, number 11, and number six, right? So a really tough schedule so far. The run until the end of the fantasy playoffs include 10th this week. Okay, the Bengals are actually okay against quarterback. Then after that, 25th, 26th, 30th, 29th, and 21st. This isn't rocket surgery, and it doesn't really have to be. If you're getting it done at the moment, your team is something like some weird cobbling together of Jalen Hurts or... Kirk Cousins with a nice squad underneath and you've just kind of plucked a quarterback out of anywhere who's just doing enough. This is the kind of guy you should pick yourself up to firm yourself up because of that run home. That is an absurd run home. And if the rest of your squad's fine enough that you've just been getting by with some chuckle fucker, just upgrade it to this. Just upgrade it to this because the volume's there. Even if Najee Harris catches all of it. You mentioned rocket surgery. Um, That might be (laughs) what he needs done to his arm to actually be able to throw a ball. But um, I, look, I'm f- I'm fine with it, and I haven't looked at um TJ Watt and um Mick and Fitzpatrick's uh, status, but if they're out any longer, like their defense was just horrendous, <laughs> like against the Chargers. Like I watched a fair bit of that game, obviously, just you know riding high on Eckler's coattails. Um, but. <laughs> They just couldn't stop anything that the Chargers did. Rushing, passing, like they just could not get a stop. Um, and I no. just don't – if that's going to keep happening, you know, you always saw that Ben Roethlisberger had to sort of start game managing because the Steelers' defense was so good and they were only giving up 10, 13 points and things like that. It didn't really cause Roethlisberger to actually have to do much. But if his um, defense starts giving up 30s, um, I actually think he has to start passing more. And even if his arm isn't fantastic, it's just going to lead to more fantasy points. So, and like you said, if there's a really good rush, um, you know, string of games there against 20 odd um, ranked teams, then I can't see it not being a bad thing. It's not like he has to do that much to move forth from what he's been. If he can go to some sort of fantasy relevance, then it's a good win for you. He is a LaVisca Chanel's of quarterbacks, though. I think yeah, that's exactly. something that <laughs> is well known in the fantasy community. <laughs> exactly. All good, mate. Oh, my, On the LaVisca Chanel scale, he is right there. Quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, with the sell highs, I yep. kind of moved from tradition and went a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. I threw a tight end I and I ignored I quarterback ex- after the Jalen Hurts. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, let's mirror each other. Where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? Ooh, 
I'm going to leave running back till latest because it might be a surprise to you. Fuck, okay. Well, do you want to start like with a the surprise? weird old tight end? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's a surprise because this guy is someone I've brought up in segments like this on the complete opposite side, <laughs> more as like wow. bylaws and things like that, and it's definitely worked out. So I'm taking the opposite approach with him. Actually, um, this works out well because my running back is a guy just going to be like, fucking idiot. Like, it's just gonna, you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tight end, I'm going with Hunter Henry, who was at tight end five. <laughs> Not too many notes about this. Look, it's pretty much talks for itself. He's incredibly high for this TD-dependent tight end. I see far less production moving forward. There's a lot of game managing from Mac Jones. And obviously, this team's going to be uh, very good defensively, so they're not going to need to throw the ball a lot. So I know he's a bit of a safety blanket for Mac. Uh, I think John O. Smith is going to be a bit more healthier moving forward, you would think. Uh, so he might even take some of it as well. So tight end five is just enormously high for this guy. So if you can get any value for him, I say sell high. God, it is. Because, I mean, what are the chances that Mac just continues to throw it to Hunter the whole time, especially now John O. back? Like, yeah, I just, I just yeah. imagine that. Even Hunter's going to have less time on the field. No. 100%. Uh, okay, so my uh, sell high tight end um, makes my end hurts quite a lot. He had 11 billion <laughs> points last week against Seattle. But, yep, it's his only double-digit day since he was last an outcast eagle. His last three starts have all been with Colt McCoy, and it's been good for 15 catches from 20 targets, but Kyler doesn't use his tight ends like that. His upcoming schedule is obviously the bye this week, then Chicago, the Rams, and the Lions. My ass hurts just thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, nothing against it. I think he, um, because he's got that name in the fantasy community, you can always sort of trade off that as well. And I think the idea that he got to move from a timeshare, we've got it, to that situation in Arizona, I think that really sits in people's minds. So he's definitely got good trade value. Um, I guess you just got to question yourself who you're moving to um, again when you're doing that. And again, that's what I'd have to do if I'm trading Hunter Henry as well is um, is it better just to stick with a guy like Ertz because he actually is going to give you pretty decent production. Um, but if you, especially if you've got like another one that's slightly worse or something that you're happy to stick with and you can actually get a really good receiver by trading Ertz, um, yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. Uh, Zach Ertz <laughs> currently tight end six. What? Wow. No, I that- heard that right. Wow. We can't believe we've both uh, taken the bait on tight ends. But I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've got this um, – we've definitely got this ethos about how tight ends should work. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll go to the receiver. Um, someone on uh, the Corn Wankers team, and I'm taking Michael Pittman at uh, wide Ooh. receiver 14. So, again, I'm taking a look at the final schedule here. Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, and they are all in the top 11 at stopping wide receivers. There's also no consistency in the passing game from Carson McDonald Wentz. (laughs) I'm surprised that he's performed as well as he has. But then I start looking around that team and I go, well, fuck, where else is the ball going to go? Who else else is has, have I ever brought up a player more than him last year? Remember, yeah. I was like all over You had a love affair. And then remember we were doing the whole waivers thing last year 
And I think I brought him up like two weeks in a row because um, he was still on the waivers. No one picked he's him up. He's still there. Um, yeah. And then he, but he had some really good games and especially as a rookie. And I had this thing that I thought he was going to have be a second year, uh, sort of second half of the year breakout. And I wouldn't say fully broke out, but he definitely showed the signs of someone that could definitely take over as the one moving forward. And with everything that's happened to T.Y. Hilton, um, you know, it's it's he's definitely paved the way for him. I think he's he's obviously clearly the one there. Like, and he looks the best player. Like they they just throw jump balls to him all the time. But I don't know. I just I think that this team with Jonathan Taylor emerging as the best running back in the league. I just think they're going to run a loss. Carson Wentz is just going to be you know highest paid game manager in the league. And I just I could see a lot of games in the high hundreds, sort of what Burrow had last last week. Um, and even if he is the one. You know, how much of that pie is he going to get? Um, even if it's a decent percentage of it, it's still not high. And if he doesn't get a touchdown, oh 70 yards or something and no touchdown. And I, I can just see a lot of games like that moving forward where they sort of take control of the game early and they just run run it with Jonathan Taylor. So I just think at 14, you've got a pretty good value there. And if people look at some of the stats he's done in the last few weeks, you're going to actually get a good piece out of it. So I think it's a good trade asset. And I like that. I mean, this is one of these sad things where I'm in like 60 bajillion leagues and I don't even have a share of Michael Pittman anywhere. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> I don't even have a way to cash in on this. <laughs> Tell you, I do have a share of Mike Williams. Uh, he's my sell-high wide receiver. And it's yep. kind of funny because we are only talking about it earlier. Do you know that until this weekend, he hadn't caught a touchdown since week five? Since week five, yeah, it doesn't surprise me because <laughs> he just went to absolute shit in the middle it's there. Unreal. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's just been scoring points, but yeah, he just hadn't had a touchdown. But his run home is also all teams who can defend a pass. And since his volume has also been cratering at the same time, um, you know, it just, it's, it's a tough situation. Like he's averaging 14 points a game at the moment in PPR, but not lately. Since the week seven by Big Mike has been only averaging five and a half targets barely over three catches and only eight points a game. So, like, yeah, it's that includes this most recent game where he did get the touchdown. So, we still wide receiver 12 on the season. But you might be able to shift him to someone in a similar range of value and that would be an absolute win. So, I had a brain fart and I actually wrote notes for him and put him down and then realized I had four. <laughs> I was like, uh, what the hell am I doing here? I forgot I the rules yeah, for a I second. I just read your notes. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't I just read your notes? Didn't I- yeah, apparently I just said him through to you telepathically. But, um, yeah, he – I completely agree. And like I said, I, I brought him up when he was really high and um, said about Ken Allen catching him, which was really cold. And I just yeah. – I've always – guy have these flashes and he just always ends up disappointing half of his games. And, again, he's going to have some high-ceiling moments, but it's just something you just never know is going to happen. And the problem is you have to keep playing him if you have him because you don't know when it's going to happen. So you, you you can't you know take the two and three and then all of a sudden go I've got a bench this guy and then he's got thirty like you just be kicking yourself so yeah I I, I completely that's agree. been his career that's been his whole career <laughs> but you don't want guys like that going into the fantasy playoffs because if you 
jag at two here, you're just screwed. Like, and you go into week one like that. If if you're like I said, I I think I brought this up last week when we were talking about trades for DJ Moore. I would trade DJ Moore for him, especially if I wasn't a great team. Like if I was a team that was trying to sort of sneak in, I would take Mike Williams because I'm probably thinking I may get bowed out in the first round anyway. Yeah. I want the ceiling play. But if you're a guy that, that you know is is up right up there and you've got a team that you really are thinking can go far in the playoffs, you don't want a Mike Williams because you really can't handle playing him and getting a two on the first week of playoffs. You'd be bowed out straight away. All right, well, I'll move on to my surprising running back. Here we go, uh, running backs. This is the big finale. I can't wait for this. So it's uh, Damian Harris uh, running back for the New England Patriots. So I've uh, definitely talked this guy up all season. I, I saw him as a value at the start. I then did a little game where I said to go bypass the Tampa uh, Bucks game and then buy him, which I bought him in, uh, I think it was four leagues, and it definitely worked out. He went from, what, uh, running back 42 to running back 14 in about a three-week span. So that's about as good as you can get from a buy low. So it was one I was really happy with. Um, he's gone back to running back 19. He obviously missed a game, uh, and then he was playing probably, you know, just coming back from it last week against Atlanta. Yeah, he was in a timeshare. Um, but again, I just I see him as a potential um, sell high at this position. Another another final schedule I'll bring up the Colts, Bills, and Jacks. And Colts and Bills are in the top two against running backs. Um, the Jags, funnily enough, have actually really, really come down on that position. They were struggling a little bit early, and now they're actually in the top half of the league. So that's actually not as easy <laughs> as you think. Um, no, that, that's a volume play. It's because teams just, uh, you know, they don't have to do a lot. <laughs> don't have to, yeah. You're right. But they, they seem to be a bit better defensively, even sort of against the Bills when they gave up three points. And a lot of teams haven't been completely destroying them. Like you saw last week with the Niners, they actually had a fair bit of volume against them on the ground and they just didn't have a great yards per carry. It was actually in the air they got hurt. Um in general, there seems to be more trust in Ramon J. Stevenson as the year goes on. So I can see slightly more of a timeshare. And with Damian Harris, because he doesn't catch many passes, he really, really no. needs a huge percentage of that running, running game. Um, every opponent in the next five weeks is top 10 against the run. And he also has a buy in there. It's Oof. time to sell. See you, mate. Well, you couldn't have done much more of a roundabout on this guy, and I love that. That's the this is you sang the song out of nowhere last year, the circle of life, <laughs> and it's very much like that. I feel like you're standing up on top of Pride Rock, holding Damien Harris out to the group at the start of the year, being like, "Look at this guy, he's the savior." <laughs> and then, and now, I actually, kind of feel like you're at the Mufasa moment, getting uh, you know thrown off the edge of the cliff into the stampede. Uh, yeah, it's it's Hamlet with uh, running backs instead of lions. It's so good. Uh, and I feel like we should get Elton John up in here. I love that you've gone the, the full life cycle of Damien Harris. I was not expecting that. And uh, I think we are all smarter from having heard that. Yeah, it's the opposite of uh, Billy Madison. We, <laughs> we are all not dumber. <laughs> have you heard this? God, have an, mercy on your soul. An anti-Billy Madison. I love yeah. it. An inverted Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bad gymnastic move. Sounds somewhat like someone would bring up on this podcast. <laughs> it does. Okay. Uh, so sell high. 
on okay before i even mention the guy's name mate did you know even a guy as talentless as me has scored a 50 in indoor cricket tay did you know that oh no a few few sneaky (laughs) few sneaky cut shots couple of sevens mate like i had two beers before i went in there and i just left my inhibition (laughs) at the door mate um uh, (laughs) so so i say that in in anticipation of saying jonathan taylor and you say again why are you on But um, offences, I think that JT gets north of 30 carries and double-digit red zone touches against. Again, for the rest of the season, I'm going to list them. Nobody. I don't think it happens again. So I think we've passed this 50-point game and we're never going to get one of them again. It knocked Buffalo single-handedly from first against running back down to sixth. Just that one game. That was a fucking earthquake. But, mate, I think you better move before he plays Tampa since nobody can run on Tampa. No way. No how. Now, this has bitten me on the ass before, so I walk on this <laughs> ground knowing that this is a frozen over lake that could crack and give way at any moment. This is the Pete and his uh, jiggity jigs falling into the frozen lake of last year. But this is me doing the same thing with Jonathan Taylor. He has got a very delicious Houston matchup in week 13, but then he also has his bye. So from week 14 on, it's bye, Patriots, and Cardinals. Yuck. I just think you might have got everything you were ever going to get out of Jonathan Taylor. Now, stop me if you've heard this before. And, um, man, I don't know how you sell him because there's only a couple of days to do it. I kind of think you have to. I don't. I can't see any benefit to keeping him now. Yeah, you can get a, you'd get a haul, wouldn't you? <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'm glad you got the, the brass balls to do it because uh, – like I said, I, I brought him up last week quickly, just wanting to see what he can do against the Bills, and he goes out and scores five touchdowns. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do trust the Tampa defense stopping that, but because he can get involved in the passing game, I feel like you know it's it's hard to see him having a bad bad game or anything like that. But from what, he can from what you're get saying, involved, he doesn't. He gets three targets. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, again, you're not saying that he's going to be bad anyway. You're just saying that from what the perception is of him, you could get an absolute haul for him, uh, and then he might not be giving you the production of a running back one the whole rest of the season. So yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it is the it is the absolute. Uh, dictionary meaning of a sell high because this guy could not be any higher. Um, he's higher than And I don't think he can keep it up. No, nah, that's it. And like he's brought up the matchups. Like I know he just destroyed one really good matchup. But again, I feel like the Bills, if you look, it's some horrendous team. So there's probably a reason why they were number one or number two last week. You know? <laughs> so there's probably some holes you could have poked through it. Whereas some of those other teams, I think, are really genuinely tough against the run. So we'll find out pretty quickly against Tampa. But, um, yeah, like you said, it might be tough to get a deal done this quickly before the deadline. But, you know, some leagues have deadlines that are a bit further. Like I know, Sizzle, some of the ESPN leagues we're in, there's still another two weeks for the deadline. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so my thought here too is, well, what do you even get back for him? Like, do you want Kamara at the moment? Do you want, yeah, um, like, Derek Henry's dead? Do you want Aaron Jones at the moment? Do you want, like, I don't even know who you want, but you can pretty much ask whatever you want, so I guess. Yep. Um, happy happy hunting. That's it. If that butts me in the ass again, then I am out of the Jonathan Taylor business uh, for good as well. He will be getting the, um, the anti-Matt Ryan treatment where I, I will no longer mention that dickhead's name, but uh, I will never say a bad word against Jonathan Taylor again if he does maintain running back one the rest of the way now.
Well, I'm not sure you could go any worse than last time, so let's see if that helps out. Mate, do not tempt fate. Do not fucking <laughs> do it. <laughs> Where's the mailman? Need some advice? You know that the question's going to be like, what colour is a football? Who has the mail? You got another one in there? You still got one more in the yep. big old Philip Rivers sack? Thanks to your questions at Ashley Podcast. Do we, do we have a drop for that? Really? Mate, this is the listener mail section of the show that we love so much. And I don't quite know how I'm going to pull this off because I think the device I was going to need to play the oh, audio geez. message on is now the one that's dead. But we'll see what happens. I, I have got such exciting news because the first one is from at Elijah Missile 25. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, boy. Just missile. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'd like to point out, so I've got... I'm in two dynasty leagues, and I have Elijah Moore in both. Uh, sorry, you're talking about Elijah Mitchell. Sorry. I've completely brought up Elijah Moore for no reason. But <laughs> Has Elijah oh, Moore been uh, hitting you up on the Twitter as well? No, he must be. But I don't know. For some reason, I just heard Elijah, and I thought it's a good one. So, sorry, Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> hey, as long as it's not but, Elijah uh, Manning, that's the one you don't want, Elijah yeah, Manning. It. But, um, yeah, I just thought I'd sprick myself on the Elijah Moore call because I, <laughs> I, I um, was massive on him in the FFL one, and then I ended up grabbing him in the startup as well. And I feel like oh, he's damn. got a pretty decent career coming. <laughs> I hope so, as long as I can get him a quarterback because Zach Wilson yeah. straight doesn't oh, smack yeah. those full sacks, son. No. That is donkey ass. <laughs> Elijah Missile 25. I'm assuming this is the real Elijah Missile too. Uh, he says, who do you prefer for the rest of the season, James Robinson or Antonio Gibson? Ooh, I want to say Robinson. I know they've both sort of got their uh, injury worries. I think Robinson's getting through his. The problem with Gibson's is it's never going away. <laughs> like it does. Like the whole rest of the season, it's going to be there. I don't care if he has three great games in a row of high volume. I'm still worried on that fourth week that he's going down with a stress fracture in his leg and. The more and more you play on a stress fracture, the worse and worse it gets. So he kind of feels like a ticking time bomb to me. Um, I don't know how long this resurgence from Washington goes to. Um, so I do feel like there's a chance if they have a couple of losses in a row now and they're out of it, I still think there's the chance he gets shut down. Um, they're just going to see him as a future asset and I think that he can be shut down. I do think... I do like what he's doing, like we talked about at the start of the podcast. Like, he's getting volume. He's going to get some easier matchups. Uh, but I still would take Robinson. Um, they're going to they're gonna use him as much as they, they can. I know they're not going to be in playoff contention or anything, but that doesn't seem to matter. Um, I think they're going to use him as much as possible. I think his heel's only going to get better. Um, so I can see him as a pretty good play. I, I had a look. I actually traded for him today in a league. Um, I traded right. Damian Harris. I actually traded Damian Harris and got him. Um, so I got him and I had a look at his playoff schedule and it's really, really good. I can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head, but it was all basically teams that are around that 20th against rushing um, against opponents in rushing defense. So I think he's going to be very good for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, well, uh, hopefully that will answer it for Elijah Missile 25. Uh, J-Rob, feel good. Um, both of these guys should smack that ass, son, because they're both son surnames. But one will smack a little harder than the other by the sounds. Absolutely. All right. So, um, wow, this is a great moment for the show. Our super fan is uh, he's getting technologically savvy and he's left us a voicemail question for you, Tay. In fact, Sounds good, mate. he's done better than that. 
He tells me he's got a two-part question. So I'm going to play part one now. And uh, he's fully aware that he is ambushing you with both these questions because, well, what super fan wouldn't be a super fan if he didn't know that? Um, so here we go. So this week I actually got two questions. Um, my first question is, what do you regret about the Astro League draft? <laughs> yeah, I have an enormous <laughs> one. <laughs> How's the ambush on that one? But, but it feels like you're ready. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready. Because uh, I was actually, I was weirdly thinking about this today because I remember I really? made a big deal um, about how I wanted to keep an eye on sort of the players that I did draft because I thought at the time I actually drafted relatively well. Um, Alan Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe anyone in the fantasy community that drafted that guy uh, has eaten it, <laughs> has, has uh, really copped it. I, I even have a league where uh, my first two receivers were him um, and um, Robert Woods. <laughs> so oh. you, could imagine, you could imagine how I started the season in that league. <laughs> and wow. That was, that was my full PPR league too. I thought those two were the safest full PPR guys you could get. I thought, you know, in this league – you know, being full PBR, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go the ceiling guys. I'm going to go the guys that really get hyper targeted. And even if they're only getting 80 or 90 yards, they're often getting 10 receptions. Um, that has not worked out. And it didn't really work out for either of them, even though Woods started to turn around before he obviously tore the ACL. Uh, but in, in Astro, like Alan Robinson has just been horrendous. He's like wide receiver 70, he's unplayable. Um, and he was my second round pick. <laughs> so, Unbelievable. You can imagine how bad that has. Well, luckily, I got out of him in week two. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, I've, I've definitely traded away a lot of the pains that I had from my uh, from my draft. I also drafted Raheem Mostert, um, and he went down in the first week, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. So, um, I got out of him before the year even started. So, that, that obviously worked out good. So, um, they are probably my two regrets, I guess I would say, because Raheem Mostert, I know you can't see injury happening, but he definitely was an injury risk to what I took him. And that's why I kind of took him, because I took him lower than I thought he should be. But, you know, it was a risk that I definitely would have lost if I had kept him. So they would be my two biggest draft regrets, I believe. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I know it's not aimed at me, but you know mine's got to be J.K. Dobbins, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And you knew you were taking that massive risk. Yeah, I got him a whole round later because of that. So I, I knew what I was signing up for, and it completely bit me on the end of the cock. So fantastic. Yep. Uh, okay, so he's got a second part to the question. Let's fire up uh, the man, Jot, the myth, the legend with his second part of the question. And the second question, is Jonathan Taylor better than Derek Henry? this guy doesn't pull a punch (laughs) well look I don't have the stats obviously in front of me but no (laughs) 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 and look I can't imagine there'd be that many people I don't think I'm a Titans homer here Derek Henry's done it for God knows how many years like you can't just sit there and just say just because Jonathan Taylor's had his had his breakout now and finally started to get some volume that you wanted to see and he's had a few really, you know, powerful games. Derek Henry's had 
30 of them. Like, it's not fair to start comparing Jonathan Taylor just because he's broken out now to the guy that's been doing it for years. So, look, do I think he has the ability to be Derrick Henry um, over a period of time? Yes. But right now, you cannot say that he is better than Derrick Henry. Is he better than Derrick Henry right now to this day? Yes, because Derrick Henry has a fractured foot. So, <laughs> look, if, if you want to if you want to look directly at now, then yes. And will Derrick Henry need to take less of a load because of that? Because they finally figured out he isn't completely superhuman and he actually has the ability to get injured? Then yes, you could probably see some better production from Taylor than Henry, especially like early next year. Um, but to say, is Jonathan Taylor a better running back than Henry right now? I'm sorry, you can't say yes to that. I just because of a few big performances. Oh, okay. No, I like that man job went straight for the throat there. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why not, mate? So, I'm coming. Uh, look, I, I think there's probably ways we can work our super fan into the show a little bit over these last couple of weeks of the season too, where especially, um, you know, once the playoff games uh, in the NFL come around too, um, you know, there's a bit more room for some messing around and it's uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, I think you'll be uh, getting a little bit more out of out of our super fan in these next couple of weeks. But thank you very much, the, uh, the Pastry Press NFL. Um, check out all his content too because he writes a really great blog and has a really great YouTube channel uh, at Pastry Press NFL. Tay, we did it. It's we taken, got there, mate. Another big episode. I don't know. <laughs> Half a day, was it? It was daylight when we started. Uh, Just. It's we started very late. late. It's very <laughs> late on a Wednesday night now for us, which uh, means that, yeah, we'll get this sucker up, published before we get into Thanksgiving Day games, which is a, a real challenge because they kick off at 4 o'clock on the Friday Australian time in the morning instead of, you know, usually the Thursday night game is, uh, is like a midday thing for us on Friday. But uh, that's it. Therein lies the challenge. Um, but good luck to everybody in week 12, especially, especially Timmy Tim, who I'm taking to pull the big upset <laughs> over Taylor. <laughs> I was going to say, you could finally, you know, give me some luck because I'm not playing you. And then I realized you, you projected me to lose. So pretty yeah. good to me to lose. So you actually are giving me luck this week either. But I've taken your boy Tyrod Taylor. So you can't hang me for, you know, not picking up a good quarterback. So uh, at least looking you're smart forward enough to follow good uh, advice. <laughs> Looking forward to some uh, lovely rushing TDs. And to be fair, from what I've got out of my homes every week outside of two weeks ago, uh, I don't think there's really much room for me to be disappointed in my quarterback situation because my home's been an absolute ass sandwich. So, no, uh, yeah. He's a flash-in-the-pan quarterback. You need a really That's steady it. guy like Tyrod Taylor. That's what you need. Exactly. Yeah, really settle <laughs> settle me up the top there. So we'll see what happens. See, But I, like I said, I think Tim's got me on a good week and there's definitely the opportunity for him to win so that's why fantasy football is fun we just never know what's going to happen until it happens yeah yeah and even once it's happened sometimes you're completely in disbelief for days and days (laughs) (laughs) you still don't exactly know what just happened (laughs) absolutely uh mate well look after yourself in the meantime stay well and uh, i'll catch up with you in the next week uh but you'll see see all the the craziness on the social media between here and then absolutely mate thank you (laughs) good on you